am so super excited today. Again, happy Father's Day to everybody. I do want to make sure you guys check out our wall over there of why my dad is a hero. We have some pretty amazing dads here at New Life, so check that out. See what your kids had to say about you and the other dads here and how blessed we are to have you. So today we're going to do moving up. And in the past, moving up meant crossing a bridge or crawling through a tunnel, something that signified going from one place to the other, growing, changing, becoming different. But this year I decided to do a little something different. Surprise, surprise. How many of you guys like rivers? Rivers are pretty cool, right? R rivers are pretty amazing. They can be fast and, and swift and rushing and overpowering, or they can be calm and quiet and barely moving and, and nice and slow to just kind of sit by and relax and refresh. Well, the Bible has a few things for us to, to learn from the rivers, and I'd like to share just a couple of you those with a couple of those with you quickly this morning as we get going. First, in Psalm 46:4. The verse says, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. And the verses beforehand kind of talk about how life may be crazy, mountains might be in the way, things might be overpowering, but God is with you. And that river isn't meant to overpower you, it's meant to be a river of blessings. And so we learn from Psalms, the river is blessings, and that's where we want to be. We don't want to be afraid of things that are coming from that river, but we want to be in the midst of their blessings. This idea of rivers being a blessing kind of follows through again in Isaiah chapter uh, 43, verse 2, that says, He reminds us, <clears throat> when you pass through waters, I will be with you, and though the rivers, they shall not overtake you. So again, God is with us, he's wanting to bless us, and he's wanting to meet with us. Then we skip over to the New Testament, to the book of John um, chapter 7, verse 38. Jesus is telling the crowd, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So not only are the rivers in our lives God's blessing, but they are his power and his spirit and his living water, which we want flowing out of us. And how can that flow out of us if we're not standing in the river to get some of that in us first? We can't have anything flowing out of us if it's not there in our hearts to begin with. And last but not least, in Revelation verse 20, uh, chapter 22, verse 1, John says, And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, crystal, uh, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and from the Lamb. And again, that's pretty clear that John is telling us the river of life is eternal life that comes only from God. So today and, and in the future, as you guys are moving along, I would encourage you to step in the, in the river, receive God's blessings, Take time to meet with him, receive his power and his Holy Spirit, and soak in his eternal life that he is giving you. Don't be so busy growing up and trying to get from one place to the other and, and being more and doing more and getting more that you forget to take time with God. The waters sometimes might feel like they're going to overtake you, but I would encourage you to change your perspective and not see them as threatening, but as blessings. Even though they may not look like that at the time, that's what the river is meant to be. So draw near to him, refresh your soul and your faith. He's waiting here for you in the river. And lastly, embrace this living water of life that God is giving you and invite others to join you. It's not meant for you to keep to yourselves. So today, as we begin our moving up ceremony, I am a little emotional, but also super excited to call up Sydney Hetrick because she is our graduating senior. 
So Sid, you're the first to step in the river, and I'd like to call up Pastor Nathan. Um, Sydney's grown up in this church, and I have had the distinct pleasure of working with her as a teacher in the preschool and toddler rooms. She has an amazing gift that God has given her to teach, to be one of the most patient people I know, especially as a teenager. I don't know anybody who's any more patient with children, and she has the biggest loving, caring heart as she, as she teaches our children here. She has really embraced the gift that God has given her, and I'm super excited that she's continuing with that, that that gift will grow and blossom. And I'm a little bit sad because now I won't have, have you in children's ministry, um, but you've done a fantastic job even going so far as to help me design classrooms and kind of going above and beyond and using your gift. So we are going to pray for you. All right, so we're going to continue with our moving up ceremony. And what we're going to do is I'm going to be calling up the teachers and their classes. And we're going to be having the kids kind of come up and step in the river and kind of gather over here so we can just bless, bless our kids today. So we're going to start with our high school class today. Thank you, guys. That was excellent. It's my very great honor and uh, privilege to invite Elizabeth uh, forward to preach for us this morning. I've been meeting with, uh, with Liz and, and Luke, and they really felt uh, God calling them to share and preach with us. And uh, we, we, of course, believe that uh, this is a ministry that God's given to everybody, both young and old, to preach to one another. And... Uh, I, I, I encourage them with the teaching from First Peter that says, when you speak, speak as one who's carrying the very words of God. Because it, it, ultimately, it's not my word when I preach. It's not Liz's or Luke's word, but it is the word of God being brought forth. So I hope that God speaks to you and uh, open, open ourselves up to hearing um, what they have to say. But I'm so thankful for both of them just being able to take a faith-filled risk to, to do this and to share with us today. So let's pray for Liz. Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing upon Liz as she shares the word with us. We are very thankful for the testimony of her life and who she is and her passion for you and her love for the scriptures and her love for Jesus. We pray that you use her as an instrument to uh, put new thoughts into our mind that come from you, that change our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Um... So I'm not usually one who like loves coming up in front of people and talking. It makes me super nervous and whatnot. But this is just something that um, I don't know. It's just something that has been in my heart for a while, and I feel the need to share. And I feel like everyone should <laughs> listen. I guess so. <laughs> Um, before I actually start, start, um, I have a little story to tell you. So, it was a few years ago, this college professor was teaching, it was a philosophy class or something like that, and he had this giant class, and he took a book, and he held it up to show them, and he asked them, what color is the cover of this book? And everyone said blue, the book, the color of the book is blue. And then he said, no, it's not, it's yellow. And they were like, what? 
that doesn't make any sense. It's blue. We can see that it's blue. And this went on for a few minutes. And eventually some of his students like started calling him a liar and saying that whatever he was doing was dumb and like there's no point to it. And then he put the book down so all of his students could see it. And the side that he could see was yellow. So hold on to that. It'll come back in a few minutes. Just keep it in the back of your mind. So I'm going to read Matthew 7, 1 through 5. If you'd like to flip to that, please do. So Matthew 1, 7, 1 through 5 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So, there are so many things that lead us to pass judgment on others. Um, some examples include the way people are dressed, where you think they might come from, what they do, and so many other things. And what you judge upon them based on that, I feel, is largely based on your perspective. And your perspective comes from your past experiences and, or like people on television and what they do, or even like your friends and family can influence your perspective. So, the all those things that lead us to judge are the specks and planks in our eyes. And we're so quick to call out others on what they judge, what they judge on and the specks in their eyes, but we always fail to see that there are planks in our eyes preventing us from loving everybody the way God commanded us to. So, there's a great verse about how, or about love and what it is. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And it says, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. So, judgment is not kind at all. It's usually so negative, and if the person heard you passing that judgment, they would be devastated. And when you judge others, like in our skit, our, our little group of friends thought in their mind, oh, I don't need to help this person. Like, they're not like I am. And they passed judgment on them. And in a way, they were self-seeking themselves and boasting themselves, like, boosting themselves up, like, oh, I'm better than you, so I don't need to help you. Um, that is totally not correct. We should always help others who need it. Um, Yeah, so we put others down through our words and through our judgment, and it's not love. And as I leave, I want to read First John 4 through 7. 
this is basically my closing remark to you as you leave. Try and remember this as you go and spread the love of God. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And I hope you take that to heart and you just open yourselves up to receiving the true love that God wants us to and that you're able to take that and then spread it to everyone else in the world. Thank you. Yeah, when she told me what she was preaching, I said, yeah, that's going to apply to everybody. Oh, doesn't matter how old you are, young you are. Boy, that word is a good word to keep in your heart this week. Wow. Um, I'd like to invite Luke up now. Luke has also uh, felt called to share from the scriptures with us. Looking very dapper, my friend. Yeah. Uh, pray for him. Heavenly Father, we, we lift up Luke. We thank you for putting your word in his heart and for giving him a word to share with us. Bless him, God, and bless us. Help us to have ears to hear your word for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone, even though she already said it, but <laughs> good morning. Uh, you've actually been blessed. I'm the new Billy Graham. So. <laughs> May rest in peace. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to start off uh, with a passage from Scripture, uh, Colossians 3.17. I don't know if you guys want to turn to it, but I'll read it. If I can find it. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that's a passage that commands us to, in everything we do, worship God and honor God. Um, whether that be, you know, work or, you know, just talking to other people, um, the, the Lord commands us to give honor to him and give glory to him. So, and then I'm going to turn to 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 13. So this is a warning against, against idleness and sloth. Uh, it is a deadly sin. <laughs> so, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive, and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We are not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone else's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. So that passage is about a Jewish you know, encampment or just a camp. Um, and it talks about how some people in the camp are idle and they're not you know, pulling their share in the camp. Um, it, it warns against that, you know, heavily because if you're not working and you're not providing for yourselves and for your family, you become a burden. And when you become a burden, you know, it, it harms other people, which obviously God doesn't want us to do, right? So the ability to, you know, work and provide for yourself and others is, is really embodied in the Bible when he commands you to, 
you know, honor and glory God. So just kind of a quick, you know, historical context if you want. The Incas in South America, um, if you did not work, you were considered like the lowest of the low because everyone had to pull their share. And if you didn't, you were not thought very highly of. <laughs> so yeah, if, you, if you're able to provide for yourself and for your family, um, that is good. I know a lot of us, you know, have jobs. Some of us are in the Navy, uh, teachers. Those are all noble professions. But even if, you know, you're pumping gas at a 7-Eleven, you're still helping people and you're honoring God through what you do. So as you go into the work week, I'm just going to leave you with a final encouragement to, you know, honor God and really think about how your job and how your work um, affects other people and how you can take your work and provide for yourself, for your family, for other people and um, really just honor God in what you do in your work. Thank you. I'd like to invite Jen back up. We are just beyond stoked about what God is doing in our youth, in our children, in our teenagers. Uh, in, our, in our passions, of course, you know, of course we showcase the youth in the service this week. But our passion is, is for them to just become a part of the ministry here you know, whatever they, way they feel called to. Uh, these, uh, we're, we're so thankful. I, I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, our elder Jason Harmon shared before faith stories. I wasn't here, but I heard the recording. And he said in Psalm 145, I will, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. And just seeing, seeing the youth today, of course, sharing with us, um, enriching us spiritually thinking about how we can share with them and enrich them spiritually. And thinking about this just being our life here at the church is very inspiring to me, to Jen, to the whole staff, and, and hopefully to all of you. We're so, we're so thankful for what God's doing. And may we be that church that doesn't have just adults talking or just uh, whatever, but that every generation comes and declares the works of God to one another. And we all grow together in Christ. Pastor Nathan for working with Luke and Elizabeth, uh, for thank you to Ben and Corey and Julie for working with the youth band, awesome job. Thank you to the parents for having your kids here and, and for allowing Greg and I really the opportunity to spend time with them, to get to know them, to be involved in a little part of their lives. It's been a, really a huge blessing to us. There's times when I come and I'm like, all right, this is what we're gonna get to the kids today. And then I leave going, oh, thank you, God, for the kids getting to me today. <laughs> I really, um, it, it's, it's a really huge blessing and an honor to be able to do that, not only for the youth group, but for all of the children here. So I would just encourage you, take some time to get to know the kids. I know I say that a lot, but these are awesome, awesome, amazing kids, and God is moving in their lives. And even though it was more the older kids that you saw today, the younger kids, that first and second grade classroom, God is so in that classroom with the questions those kids ask. And in, and in preschool and in upper elementary, the kids are praying. The kids are talking to God. They're, they're looking for him. 
in in our in the world around them. So I would just encourage you to keep coming alongside them, keep getting to know them, keep encouraging them, and, and finding ways to really to work with them to support our parents and our families as a whole, and, and to really just make us a church that you know, like Nathan said, it, it's not just an adult-run church. It's it's the whole church body because these kids have some amazing things to share with us and the way that God's working in their lives. So thank you for being with us this morning. We are going to invite the youth band back up for one more song. And I would just encourage you all to come and join us for some great lunch. And thank you, Jen and Greg, for, for taking care of our kids. Uh, let's give them a hand. We're just so thankful. Um, It is certainly their driving passion, and we are so thankful that God's placed them in our body. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we got uh, the kids can be in childcare for another 10 minutes if you like. You can have fellowship. And about uh, 1130, we're going to start having some food to the side to celebrate Father's Day, to celebrate uh, the summer kickoff. So uh, let me just pray for you as we leave. Heavenly Father, I pray for your church. I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit afresh as we make room for you in our lives. And that, Lord, you would let all the fruit of your spirit and the gifts of your spirit be made manifest in this church body from the youngest to the oldest. And together we would honor and glorify Jesus and be a body of Christ that's healthy in Saratoga Springs. We pray this all in a spirit of celebration and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dispersed to picnic. Go and be the church. Ooh, I